Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi everyone, this is Chatting with Nat. This is Natalie Jean, Nathalie Jean, and today we have the honor of having country artist Susan Hickman. Determination and passion paint the walls of country artist Susan Hickman's life, causing fans to recognize these vibrant traits undeniably inspire the way she crafts her music. While these are characteristics most acquire as they mature, they seem to be inherent in Hickman's ethereal essence. In 2010, Susan was named CMA Close-Up Who Knew to Watch in 2010 and has mastered the art of live performances. Hickman's energy, can-do attitude, and not to mention her music, has allowed her to captivate audiences with various large-scale acts such as Miranda Lambert, Joe Deeth Messina, Shenandoah, Dean Dillon, Robert Earl Keane and Daryl Singletary. This also allowed her to entertain audiences at Nashville's renowned CMA Music Festival and even at France's 23rd Annual Country Rendezvous Festival, not to mention winning Texas CMA Female Vocalist of the Year in 2015. Her last two albums, self-titled release, Susan Hickman and Louder Than Words, Volume 1, were both critically acclaimed and received attention from various high-level outlets from Country Weekly, Dreamwest, and Music Row Magazine. Let's give her a round of applause. Hi, Susan. How are you? How's it going? Hey. Uh, Good to I'm, be here. I'm still alive in the pandemic. Crazy times, crazy times. I can't. How have you been during this whole pandemic thing? Oh my goodness, it has been the weird, the weirdest <laughs> year and a half. I, I mean, I think everybody's kind of in the same boat. Like, what is going on in our world? <laughs> oh my gosh, it's just one thing after the other. People can't make decisions whether you should wear your mask, not wear your mask. Um, even now, after you know many of us have been vaccinated, now there's a new variant, and so now they're saying even though you've been uh, vaccinated, you should work because I read in the UK, um, even after being vaccinated, people are are starting to die from the variant. So yeah, when we will be all over all of this, I don't know. Um, did you do any type of live streaming during the this pandemic? I did. I did. Um, so we were, so I was actually out of the country on and off for like three. I finally got back in. Um, I think the, I think we were shut down within two days of me getting back and I really didn't know what was going on because I was, you know, I, I wasn't around where we watched news traveling and all that. And I get home and I'm like, what is going on? Like what in the world? And so, you know, I, I did a, I did a show, um, with my boyfriend, he also plays music, and we we did a show, and then the very next day, um, everything was shut down, and so I was like, mm-hmm. all right, I guess we're live streaming. 
Yeah, that's that's a different experience. The whole live streaming thing. I did it for for the first time uh, this last year um, several times. Um, it's interesting because sometimes you have a lot of people. Sometimes you have a few. Sometimes singing to yourself, and that's okay. You got to practice your own. <laughs> but is it? I like the fact that it's a, another avenue for people to use to uh, present their music. Yeah, and I think it's really. I think that there's there's so many resources out there, mm-hmm. you know, to where you know musicians can get, you know, they can promote themselves. They can reach a whole new audience that have n- never seen you before. Right. And I think it's really cool, and you know, and even you know, now that we've kind of you know things are starting to open back up, and we're you know we're playing shows. I mean, right. I'm so busy right now; it's it's crazy. But um, I I still I'm I'm doing you know creating content, you know, at home, and I'm I'm trying to, you know, still do some of those live stream things because people are like, thank you so much. This is so cool. You know, we've been wanting right. to, you know, catch catch a show for a really long time, or you're never on our area, or something like that. So it's like like those people really appreciate it, and you don't really realize it until right. you get out there and you know get out of your comfort zone. And I think it's uh it, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, during the pandemic, I was contacted by this company called Sessions, and I see a lot of people post the sessions sitting on their Facebook, like as an, a sponsored ad, and I had to audition for it, and I was accept- accepted. I still haven't done the thing because I just haven't had the time, and it's basically live streaming yourself, but it's on a, a bigger platform where there are a lot of bands. I think you can make money off of it. I really need to dig deeper into that. Um, mm-hmm. So I think yeah, live streaming is going to be a huge thing as well as touring and uh, the other live venues. But one of the questions I ask people, especially the people that I interview, um, during the pandemic, people had a chance to really think about a lot of things in their life. They had time to self-reflect. And I know a lot of times people have decided and tried to figure out who they want to be um, as an artist, how they want to be perceived, do they want to change this, that, and the other? Um, did that happen for you? Did you have a chance to self-reflect? I mean, we had two solid months of like nothing. So, I mean, I'm I'm very active in everything, like all of my, you know, all of my social media, my booking, my did like I'm on, I'm hands-on in every aspect of my career. Right. And since we didn't have anything going on. It was really strange. So I, I kid you not, for like a solid week, I sat and I watched TV, and I never watched TV before then, and never really, you know, I, I'm always, you know, I'm, I'm always on my computer or my phone or practicing or, you know, learning, you know, doing content or whatever the heck. <laughs> and after that initial shock kind of started wearing off, it's like, okay, everybody's in the same boat, you know. And um, I think it just it it gave us time to kind of. Like, I had a lot of really cool things that were going on and, you know, right. we had planned for that year. And, you know, I've been I've been playing music for 21 years. And so, like, at that 20-year mark, I'm like, okay, cool. There's some really cool stuff starting to happen, you know, and, you know, we're, we're, we're slowly, you know, making that uphill climb and all right. of that. And then when everything was canceled, we're like, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? <laughs> and so it, it was kind of like one of those things where it's like, okay, as soon as this thing opens back up, we're going to just, we're going to hit the ground running. We're going to hit it hard again. We're going to, you know, try to recoup some of that, you know, some of that momentum that we had going, um, you know, in the beginning of, of last year. So, um, you know, I think, I think I did a lot of thinking, I I did a lot of thinking anyway, but you know, I, I did a lot of planning. I did a lot of, um, 
I did a lot of like education type of stuff, like with, with marketing and, um, and stuff like that. So. No, I I get it. it Go ahead. No, I, I mean, I think I, I, I tried to use my time wisely because I was like, okay, I haven't had a vacation in probably 20 years, so I'm going to use this time to actually, you know, I'm going to use it to, to, to sit and do some of the things that I've been wanting to do for a long time. I mean, obviously, some of those things couldn't happen because we were all shut down and we couldn't do anything, <laughs> but, like, I was able to, you know, further education on, you know, things that would further my career, like, you know, I got into you know, some pretty complex, like, video editing and, you know, some music editing and, um, you know, and, of course, the, you know, those marketing classes and stuff that I took, which was, I think, invaluable because, I mean, we, as musicians, we have to be self-promoters, too, so they get all helped. Yeah, um, like you, I did a lot of conferences. Oh, my God, webinars, Zooms on music, marketing, TikTok, you name it. I, I did TikTok with this. It's crazy all the stuff that you can do on there. They're like, oh, yeah, just those five videos a day. And I'm like, oh, who has time for that? Um, <laughs> I, I can understand why they want people to do that, but it's just like that's a lot of time and effort. Um, and, that's a lot, yeah. yeah. And I get you, you know, we as musicians, we have to be on all these, these platforms, and it, it can get pretty frustrating. So how do you manage all of your social media and your website? That takes a lot of organization trying to figure out what what do I post today. It does, and sometimes sometimes it comes very easy. It's like, oh, okay, you know, we had some really great shows, and there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of content that was, you know, that was posted. A lot, you know, photographers, you know, videographers come out and they they take wonderful pictures and they do all this, you know, great stuff. So sometimes we have really cool stuff to post, and it's not something that you have to really think much about. But then there's those other times where it's like, okay. I need to post a reel or I need to post a IGTV or I need to, I put mm-hmm. me to, you know, I need to get, I need to get back on my, my schedule for my, um, for my YouTube series. And I was supposed wow. to start this series like last month and I've, I've completely been just completely crazy with my schedule. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. And it, then I, then, 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 you know, the thought process happens where, I get overwhelmed and I, then I'll sit there thinking about all the things that I need to do and then not get anything done. <laughs> it's, it's almost like I'm talking to myself right now because you've explained my whole entire life just flashed in front of me because I'm, I'm right where you are. Like I actually got a journal to write all my to-do lists and I'm oh, just yeah. looking I, I'm like so overwhelmed at a lot of the things that, you know, I have sisters in music. I have my own music, this other business, this, that, and the other. And I'm thinking, oh man, I got to do, I am so far behind on a lot of things. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. mm. just feel like I have to get a giant calendar, just put it in my face. <laughs> and say, okay, today, yes. do this, 30 minutes well, of this, 30 minutes of that. It's crazy. <laughs> it I is crazy. Well, and I, I think something that has kind of helped me a little bit, like I have, I have my Google calendar and I have everything kind of color coded. Mm. And I think that that, that's kind of helped me because like my booking is one color. My interviews are another color. My, my phone calls to my, like my team, that's one color. And then I, I, I've even started putting my workouts on my calendar because otherwise they don't get done, you know? So, and then, you know, I need to just I need to set all of that stuff and then my creative stuff that's next like that's gonna 
that's going to go on the calendar because otherwise like I'll have some downtime. I'm like, Oh cool. I don't have to do anything right now, but it's like, Oh my gosh, yes, I have so much stuff to do. <laughs> I love that you talked about the working out thing. So, you know, in December I actually did get COVID and it just knocked me out. I still have lingering effects from that. But one of the things yeah. that I know obviously is because I couldn't was working out and working out has, always, I, I used to teach boot camp, um, a spin class and water aerobics and all this stuff. And then when, all that stuff hit I just couldn't do it anymore and I was and then after a while I was able to work out again but I was lagging and now I put the, yeah. the work is, is, is the most important thing for me because I'm like oh my god my butt's not going to be able to get out of this house and it's just going to be ugly and so yeah no I I, oof, I truly had to make it a priority to the point that I got a peloton bike and that has been oh nice yes that has been my lifesaver. I'm never going back to the gym. Let me tell you, they, the thing has like a, you can meditate, you can do boot camp, you can do you obviously the cycling thing. There's so many different things that you can do on the peloton, and it's been a wonderful experience. I actually do it for I do it one hour in the morning and one hour in the evening. It doesn't just a freak like that, but um, it's crazy. But yes, like, prioritize. I love it. I'm I'm taking some cues from you now. How would you describe your music? Well, it, I mean, it's country music. I mean, obviously, like I'm, I'm a, I'm a artist from Texas, so I mean, I have, you know, the, the Texas, I'm in the Texas country music scene and all of that. But I would say that it's, I mean, it's more traditionally inspired. Um, okay. I don't think it's, um, it's not mainstream country by any means, but it, it, in some markets, it'll fit into mainstream country, but. Um, I, I like to take kind of the traditional approach to my music. You know, I grew up listening to like Merle Haggard and Keith Whitley, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I listen to to the music that my parents listened to. So I have all these weird, you know, different influences like Stevie Nicks, and you know, then my mom listened to like Motown and oldies type of stuff. So I listened, you know, to Whitney Houston and Aretha Franklin, and you know, all of that kind of stuff, like the R and B stuff, and. So, I mean, I have all these these different influences that that just kind of mesh together. But ultimately, I play country music, and it's more of a traditional type of feel. All righty. Now, what point in your life were you like, whoa, I have got to do this music thing? Was it a performance? Was it, was it something that you were watching on TV? Was it something that you were listening to that you're like, oh, my God, i got to be part of this scene? <laughs> There's a, there's a lot of different um, a, a different moments in my life where I, I mean I've always been I've always been very musical. I mean I from as as young as about three years old where I can actually kind of you know remember um, I was writing songs I was you know mm-hmm. I was singing to my sister you know while my mom would be cleaning the house and um, I think. I think really when it actually like when it hit me where like I can I can pursue a music career, um, obviously like I I, I was in love with Garth Brooks and you know his concerts were incredible and the the energy yeah. and the, the kind of impact that he had on a on an audience that was huge for me, and that that's that's one of my my early on influences you know I'm like okay I can totally do this, but um. I think I was 12. I was 11 or 12 when Leanne Rimes came out, and I saw her for the first time on uh, one of the award shows. And she was singing Unchained Melody. She was wearing a red dress, 
And I remember I was completely enamored by the fact that she was so young because she was, she was only a couple years older than me when she came out. And I was like, well, if she can do that, I can do that. Right. So I, um, <laughs> I, I told my mom, I was like, I have to do this. Like, I want to do music for a career. This is what I want to do. And she said, okay, well, you know, just, you know, show me that this is what you really want to do. And to me, I didn't really know what that meant. So I got in the phone book um, right after that, and I started calling Italian agencies, like, the entire next day. I just I made phone call after phone call until I had, I had a full day schedule, and I took it to my mom, and I said, okay, here you go. This is what we're doing tomorrow. She's wow. Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, you showed that you were serious. That's for sure. Uh-huh. Awesome, I mean, though. I didn't really know what I didn't really know what she meant by it, but I guess she was right. like, "Oh, okay, I take take some initiative." Wow. How how important is is it to you that uh, people uh, see you as an authentic and real um, artist? I mean, it's super important. I mean, I feel like I'm a pretty authentic and real person, you know, music aside. So I want people to I want people to hear my music and and identify with, with me like I I'm a I'm just like everybody else you know I mean I I have feelings and I just I use music to you know as therapy to to, to get you know things off my chest and because I, I write from a very personal standpoint I mean most of my songs are um, are real life events of either myself or people that were close to me so um, I think it's very important that that people you know they you know, they, they can come up and talk at a show or they can, you know, they can reach out on Facebook or Instagram, you know, send me a message. I mean, I, I love reading that kind of stuff and I love, you know, interacting with people that really enjoy my music. I think it's super important. Now, how did you feel about um, the whole, oh, women in country thing where, you know, one woman was being played to 25 to 50 male artists um, in the country music scene, which is crazy to me. It's music. There shouldn't be a gender thing with music. I just, I, I will never understand that. So do you think we're making strides with that in the country music scene? This is like, this is such a, this is a, a conversation that has been co- coming up over and over and over lately. Mm-hmm. And, and it's something where it's, it's very frustrating sometimes being a woman in the country music industry. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 a very very male dominated industry, and I think being a woman, I think you need to just you need to you need to just make sure that you're out there. You need to you know let your presence be known. Keep asking. Keep you know asking for shows. Keep you know if somebody says no, just take it as mm-hmm. not right now. You know, and I think that that's that's something that I kind of. I've always been I like I'm not a I'm not a pushy person but I'm I like to keep asking, you know. I I like to keep, you know, fresh in people's minds. So where maybe an opportunity was like, "And eh, I don't think this is going to fit right now. It may fit later on." And it, that that goes with so many so many different um aspects in the music industry like I mean, sometimes it's radio, sometimes it's not the right song, sometimes it's not the right fit, sometimes it's the right venue, um, sometimes it's not the right lineup. And I have to take all of those things rather than get frustrated by them. It's like, okay, well, this is somebody's individual taste. Right. So if you ask, 
yeah, if you ask like 10 people about my new single, I'm going to have 10 different opinions. I'm going to have like they're they're going to be probably all over the spectrum because everybody's ears are different, everybody's opinions are different and, you know, their tastes vary. Um, but as far as like women in the music industry, I think that we just need to we need to for one thing we need to support each other more. Yeah. I think that I mean there's there's strength in numbers and I feel like like I have some I have some friends down here, you know, on the Texas music scene. We're all friends. And, you know, we try to support each other as much as we can. You know, we try to give each other, you know, right. hey, I, you know, I met this person. They're, they're, they're a very good contact to have. Or this venue, they have a huge, you know, they have a huge fan base for female artists. And it's it's important to share those things with right. each other because otherwise, otherwise we're just out there floundering, you know, trying to, you know, trying to do it all ourselves because, you know, to be honest with you, the, the women in this industry, and especially this Texas market, because hmm. they're the, some of the hardest working women that I've ever met in my entire life. And it's like, I will not take no for an answer. Like, I, w- I, I will make it, you know. That's right. And it's, it, I mean, you just, you have to have that mindset and you have to have that mentality. Otherwise, you're going to completely fail and get frustrated and quit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you're 100% right. Um we're going to play your song Rewind. Tell me what that's about. Um, this is a song that I started writing. Um, I was actually on the way to a writing session years ago. And it was a time in my life where I was completely overextended with every aspect of my life, with music, with you know personal life, with just everything. And I I'm 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 on the way to this writing session and I get this idea in my head like I just wish I had a rewind button so mm. I could just, you know I could re- I, I could rewind and I could you know I could do things more efficiently and so I started you know I started I, I turned on my my voice recorder on my phone and I started you know writing out all these ideas and I get to the session, and of course, the gal that I was mentoring at the time, um, you know, we, we were we were getting together. We were, you know, talking about music industry stuff. We were going to write a little bit. We were going to just, you know, kind of have a kind of a, you know, a, just a gal session, you know. And she gets there. She's late too, and I was like, "Okay, how are you?" She's like, "God, I feel like I can't catch up." I was like, "Okay, I think this is meant to be. I feel like I feel like I started writing this song for a reason." Um, and I kind of told her about what, you know, what I was feeling. And she's like, oh, that sounds exactly what I'm going through. I'm like, you want to help me write it? And she's like, oh, of course I do. Awesome. <laughs> so I was like, okay, tell me, tell, tell me about your week. Like, tell me what's going on. You know, why can't you catch up? You know, what are you feeling? What are your, your emotions when you're, you know, when you're having these, these days or these moments? And, and so she started talking, I started writing and we came up with something pretty cool. And so I was really happy that she collaborated with that, with me. Her name's Courtney Heiser. She's amazing. She's, she's off in college now and she's, um, she's, uh, she's got a lot on her plate. And so she's not doing so much of the music thing anymore, but, um, she's still a really, really cool talent and a really cool chick. All right. Well, we're going to play this right now. We'll have a word from our sponsor. Hi, it's Jordan and Madison, and we're Jay Madison out of Nashville, Tennessee. We'd love to tell you about B-Squared Management, artist services by artists for artists. Get your press, branding, single release, and sync success plan now at bsquaredmgmt.com. And listen up to our latest single, Down, now on Spotify.
Like since like things started opening back up and we started playing again, I feel like those two months was like ten years off. Cause like try, I'm still trying to get in the swing of things. Me too, me too. I feel you. If there is one person to collaborate with um, or perform with, dead or alive, who would that be? Oh, that's so hard. It, it's a, that's <laughs> that's really hard. Like when. <laughs> Because I have so many like musical heroes, it's yeah. crazy. Um, I would, I would really, I would absolutely love to play with Finn Skill. Mm. He, he's a great artist. That was, that's a good one. He is a great artist. The what? And no, I said that's a great one. He's a great artist. He's fantastic. That's a good one to choose. Yeah. 
that's been on my list for a really long time. And that's like something where I'm like, I'm actively actually trying to make it happen. So <laughs> good for you. There's no, there's no impossibilities. If the word says possible, so do it. I'm exactly. And the thing, the thing is like the, the, the answer is always going to be no, if you never ask. So that's great. And you have to just listen. One thing we learned about the pandemic, which we already knew is that life is short. The pandemic shows that life is really, really short. So you just got to do it. Go for it. It's not going to hurt you to try for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah, I definitely. Uh, which one of your songs is your favorite and why? Ooh. Um, so I have, a, I have a couple songs that, so we have a new record that's coming out next year and I have a lot of songs on those or on that record that I really, I'm like completely in love with, but out of everything that's been released so far, probably I love Moth to a Flame. That's one of my favorite ones. Okay. I wrote that, I wrote that probably nine years ago, maybe 10 I wrote that. Uh, I was, I was, I, I thought I was like completely in love with this person, and it turned out to be like not, <laughs> not exactly what I thought it was going to be. And it's like, and so I just, I, I started writing one day, and um, I, I, I don't, I don't really like, I don't know where a lot of it came from, but I mean, I wrote it really quick. I was, I was sitting in my little apartment on the lake, and. Um, yeah, I, I, and I finished it. And I was like, hey, that's, that's a pretty good song. But it's just one of those that I think a lot of people identify with. And they, you know, I've, I've over the years, people have reached out and they're like, man, I really love this song. Like, it really helped me get through this breakup. And I'm like, oh, okay. And they're like, we're really so happy that we're not the only ones that feel like this. And right. uh, so that, that, that means a lot. And, and you know, it, it did really, really good, you know, in Texas. It did really good on the charts. And um, I think a lot of people heard it, and it was a really, really positive response. So, Awesome. Well, that was a perfect segue because we're going to play that song right now. Cool.
going through it and I can see how people can relate. It's funny because he keeps telling people uh, the audience members are craving um, is authenticity. They want somebody that they can relate to, you know, they want to feel like, oh my God, I can turn on Susan Hickman and she'll just get me, you know, get me through my day. You know, I don't poo-poo on all the mainstream artists out there because some of their music is great. But I think people are just craving the real, you know, after the past six years, I think people just want the truth and honesty and realness in their lives. Yeah. And I think that, like, I, since I do write from a very, you know, kind of more of a personal, like, I'm, Mm. like, I'm, I'm a, I'm a songwriter, but like, I don't. I have a hard time like making up different scenarios, you know, like in thinking, you know, so I've got to at least have like that personal experience or know somebody that's going through something. Like I I wrote a song about a a friend of mine years ago and like I started writing this song about her situation, but I was actually kind of going through the same thing at the time. And it's like, it's a therapy session for me, you know, it's like I can get on, get all my, my thoughts out on paper. And then, you know, and then when I sing it, it's like, that's like my 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 closure in my recovery process. It's it's very strange, but it works, I guess. <laughs> no, I totally get it. It is for me because I always, you know, my writing is a social impact message song, so I dig deep, and they're all very personal to me. So I get where you're coming from. Um, you're also you're also a D squared management, aren't you? I am, yes. And how has that experience been? great the gals are awesome they're so sweet I mean we we talk a couple of times a week and you know they they've been really cool I I haven't been with them for very long but they're uh they're very very sweet and they I I feel like they're a they're a good little team yeah I started out with them last year um actually during the pandemic they're the ones that I actually was I became really good friends with Bertie and she's like you need to get on TikTok Natalie did not want to do that mess for the longest time. I'm like, oh my gosh, what to come up with? And so, you know, I've done videos with my songs and um and my I put my kittens on there and you know do some silly stuff. Um, but I don't have time to do five videos a day. And she's like, oh, then you have to do these reels. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I, I know that's what I'm going through right now I'm you know I'm trying to get all this this new content for all these like all these platforms and hmm. and I, I you know I know I know what to do it's just the, the the fact of like okay it's like I played four or five shows this week I don't think that I want to put on makeup and like try to look professional in my little home studio and do, you know right and, it's a struggle sometimes, but I mean, I know it has to be done. And I like, I'm actually like, I'm today, I, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to, I'm going to make some clips from, you know, some, some live content that we have. And I'm going to, I'm going to kind of plan some stuff out so I can, you know, I don't have to think about it so much. That's the thing, like the thinking and the planning, since I'm a very creative person, like I have a hard time just like throwing something together and then putting it out there for the world. Cause like we want it to be the best that it can possibly be. Right. Um, but it's sometimes that, that real spontaneous stuff, it's ridiculous. Like that's what people want. And it's like, okay, they want the real, like you said, they want, they want to see, you know, unrehearsed, unscripted. Right. And sometimes that's hard for me to do. I mean, recently I, I did one um, because, because, uh, 
NBC decided to remove this one of my favorite shows, or they decided to cancel Manifest, and it left with a huge cliffhanger. And one of my pet peeves <laughs> is when these <laughs> networks decide to, I mean, you invest all this time watching a show, and then they're just like, oh, we're going to cancel it, not, and so you'll never know the answer. So yeah. Well, I'm doing a video for Twitter. I'm going to put it on Reels. I'm going to put it on uh, TikTok and just explain how I feel about this because it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. But, <laughs> but it gave me a reason to put something on TikTok. Um, what is yeah. the one thing that you wish you had known before you got into the music industry? Ooh, um, that's a tough one. Hmm. I, I honestly, I don't, I, I kind of don't ever wish that I would have known things ahead of time because I don't think that I would be the person that I am now with all the, like I've, I've, I've struggled my way through um, a lot of this stuff because I just, I didn't know a lot uh, about the music industry. So my mom and I actually, whenever, you know, whenever we decided that we were going to do this, we went to the library and we went and we we checked out every single book that we could find on the music industry, like from mm-hmm. from recording to to legal stuff to contracts to A and R people. We read like we read until we were just blue in the face. Like we probably sat and read for like six months. That's smart. Though. And it is, it is because and my mom, you know, I was so young at the time, but like my mom and my dad, they my my, my parents are awesome. They're they're they were very nurturing and they they really they really knew that I wanted to do this. So my mom, you know, that she kind of, she was like, okay, well, we're going to do this and we're going to treat it like a business and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to make this, you know, we're going to do this right. Um, it's not all about talent. So I nope. think that I kind of, you know, it's, it, I, I, I'm not even saying that I was always good. Like I, 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 I struggled to become halfway decent, <laughs> you know, what? I mean, like what you hear, what you hear now. I mean that. I mean just hours and hours and hours and hours and years of you know trial and error and trying to figure out what my sound was and you know how to write a decent song. Heck, even how to play the guitar worth a darn. You know, mm-hmm. um, I. It, but but doing all of that stuff and working so hard at the craft and thinking that. <laughs> Like I'd have these moments. It's like, oh, why didn't they like this? I mean, it's it's good. It sometimes it has nothing to do with it, and 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 really the 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 sad, hard truth is that most of the people out there that make it, they don't make it because they're talented and they're good and they're they've got great music. It's it's a lot of other factors and it's a lot of other things. But um, not to say that to discourage people from you know. If you're if, if you're good, I mean, you can you can figure out, you can learn if you're open to learning, and and it, it's a lot of hard work. Um, I think a lot of people think that it's a, this this glamorous lifestyle and it's all the lights and the cameras, and it's totally not. <laughs> no, it isn't. No, it isn't. <laughs> you know, I'm speaking to the choir. It's yeah. it's just it's I don't know. It's funny, but I mean, but also like. I mean, somebody that does something that I know nothing about whatsoever, I probably think that their life is, you know, completely different too. So, I mean, it's just, it's all a perception thing, I think. I I agree. So what's one quote or message you like to live by? Um, Just 
go go out and, and and do your best every single solitary day. I mean, and if you if you really want to be somewhere and do something, you know, wh- whether it's a career, whether it's you know, whether it's anything, if you don't change your thinking, nothing is going to change whatsoever. I mean, you have to. I mean, I'm constantly putting little post-it notes around my house, you know, to 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 stay positive and to to reinforce that 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 positivity and that positive thinking. Um, that's super, super, super important in any industry, in any career path, in any any aspect in life. You have to you have to stay positive because I'm a very positive person anyway. But obviously, we we get down on ourselves sometimes, and it's like, golly, I wish that this would have gone a little bit different. And but I think everything happens for a reason, for sure. And you know, if if something if a door doesn't open right this second, it's because I think something better is going to come along down the road. Amen, amen. And what is coming up for you before we leave the show? Oh, I have a new single that is coming out on Friday. So midnight Thursday night, midnight Friday morning. Um, I have a new song uh, coming out. It's called A Dream. And super, super excited about it. Um, if you go to my Instagram it's Susan Hickman Music. Um, the link is in the bio to, to where you can pre-save. Um, details about the release party, and we're, we're filming a video on a Thursday for uh, that song. So we're going to have this big old big old party, and it's also my birthday, so I'm really excited. So, um, yeah, we've, we've got that coming up. I've got a bunch of really cool shows coming up, and my tour schedule is on my website. And, um, yeah, I mean, we're just, we're just beating the streets, trying to get out there and, you know, Keep doing it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Susan, for being on chatting with Nat. It was I'm I'm so glad we finally got the opportunity to do this. Um, thank you. With our schedules, it was, and I'll be following you on um, Instagram and everywhere else. And then we definitely have to do an IG live and set that up sometime when you have time, and do our thing. Yes, of course. All right. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you. I hope you have an awesome day and an awesome week. And that was Susan Hickman. You got to follow her. Find her, www.susanhickman.com. Until next time, this was Chatting with Nat. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. (laughs)